Hello and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast. I'm Logan Finney. Homeowners across the state of Idaho started receiving their property assessments last week, once again reigniting the state's conversation on property taxes. Joining me to discuss rising property values and the taxes that come along with them are Mayor Dan Johnson of Lewiston, who's a state senator, and Mayor Kevin England of Chubbuck, who's president of the Association of Idaho Cities. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you, Logan. Good to be here. Now, in past interviews, I've been told by mayors that the property tax is the main way for an Idaho city to pay for services, making up usually around half of their budget. Uh, what do your towns fund with your property tax revenues? Excellent. It'd probably be easier for me to tell you the things we don't fund with property taxes. I have made a short, a fairly lengthy list of the things we do. Really, the only things we don't fund with property taxes are the enterprise Uh, things that are funded through uh, fees, and that would be your water, sewer, and sanitation. Those things don't receive any property taxes because they're they're, uh, sustained fully uh, by the fees that have to, again, they have to prove that all they're doing is paying for that particular service. But uh, this is the list that I made of things that are uh, receive property taxes in in the city of Chubbuck. That'd be our legislative experience, our executive clerk, finance, legal, uh, insurance, law enforcement, fire control, planning and development, information technology, human resources, engineering, and our park system. So as you can see, it's the majority of things that are funded through property taxes. And Mayor Johnson, is that uh, similar in Lewiston for you guys? Uh, Logan, yes, thank you. Uh, Mayor England has has covered those. Maybe another way to present those uh, to the listeners uh, is uh, by fund types. So we have general funds, which includes more than just property taxes. And then we have our special revenue funds like a cemetery, uh, you know, library fund, these kind of things. Then we have our transportation funds or capital funds. So uh, property tax tollers feeds all of those funds. As we are getting assessments from county assessors on property values, what sort of things are you hearing from your residents? Mayor Johnson, let's start with you. Thank you, Logan. Well, um, taxes are too high. Um, Folks are asking me almost every day, you know, what am I getting for my taxes? And I think that's a very fair question. And so one of the approaches that I'm going to take as a newly elected mayor um, is to try to really make it uh, very simple for the taxpayers and actually um, put some money on the ground where they can actually see progress. Sometimes I think we get consumed uh, thinking in very large terms or big projects and they don't move too quick and it feels like we're not getting anything for money. So if we can find some small wins out there across the city, it might be a new uh, sidewalk that connects uh, you know, a grocery store to a neighborhood or something like that. Uh, if we can show some of these small wins, I think it'll be important for uh, the taxpayers to see that we, that we are uh, using their money wisely and we're investing it and, and they are getting something for the money. And Mayor England, how about Chubbuck? Yeah, those were excellent comments. He, he may be hearing more because of the fact that he is newly elected. I, I was tickled to see Lewiston come on board with a, with a strong mayor council form of government. In my opinion, that's the better form of government. And I believe Lewiston will be, will be served very well by that. But I'm, I'm in my third term. And, and as I read that question initially, I said, you know, right now I'm hearing nothing. And that sounds really weird, but that's really true. Two years or three years ago, when the assessments kind of, at least in Bannett County, that's when they went absolutely on fire. 
And believe me, I heard plenty during that year. And it was an interesting process. We had a brand new assessor, county assessor, and they had determined they needed to bring all of the residential properties up to market value. They claimed that hadn't happened for a long time. And so all of a sudden, two things happened. First, all of the assessments on residential property just literally skyrocketed overnight. Secondly, they sent their notices out late. And so people got their notice on the same day that was supposed to be the deadline for filing for a appeal, which just created fire with the fire. Uh, people were pretty upset, understandably so. Uh, and so what happened is residential property did that, but uh, uh, agriculture, commercial and, and uh, industrial did not. And so again, it comes back to, well, you mentioned that property tax assessments have been out and, and my assessment, my home went up by $60,000 this year. Now, the only way that's a problem is if that is an assessment that happens across a level playing field. If that happens, our taxes will stay about the same. What happened three years ago is I had people come to my office and ask me, Mayor England, what are you gonna do with all this extra money? And I could understand where they thought that was going to happen. Their property taxes went up by $600. So obviously, Mayor England's gonna get a windfall. Well, I would explain to them that I set my budget in August of last year, which would have been 2018. This was 2019 when we were having these discussions. I can't collect a penny more than that. That's by law. And so, well, where's all the extra money gonna go? And all of a sudden it was gonna go to the counties. And I said, no, it's not going to the counties. What happens if you go down and look at the tax rolls, you'll see that your residential property taxes went up by a substantial amount industrial, commercial, and agriculture didn't go up. And so their taxes are actually going to go down. And we've tried to talk to the powers that be and say, that's something that needs to happen. I had a legislative fellow tell me we're not going to do a tax shift. And I said, well, all we're doing really is correcting a tax shift that has already happened. So, so interesting enough, there was fire. Now, I'm not trying to say there's not any concern here. That would be wrong. Uh, no, nobody likes to pay taxes, self-included. Uh, and so the, it's a, it is a fair and a proper question to ask. But I will say this about cities. Every year we have a budget meeting where it's a, it's a public meeting. It's a, it's a, they, they can come and it's a public hearing. And, and I just encourage people to get involved in that. That's your place to come in and determine if things are happening appropriately. And it's, it's a great thing. I've always looked forward to it. I'll tell you a miracle that happened with our budget hearing last year in 2021. We had everybody that testified, testified positively towards our budget. And what that said to me is people have studied our budget and they recognize that we're doing the right thing. So, so again, like I say, I don't want to put out there that there isn't a concern, particularly over property taxes. There's been, there's been some, some very difficult things happen with them, so it's there. But literally over the last year and a half, I have heard nothing from anybody. Mayor Johnson, you've spent some time in the legislature. Um, Mayor England mentioned that uh, the lawmakers are reticent to fiddle with the system and shift taxes around. But when, by the market forces, the the taxes are already shifting on their own toward residential uh, values, what, what sort of tools are at the legislature's hands to help address that? Well, uh, Logan, lots of tools, I guess, but which ones are we going to employ? So, for example, a few years ago, when we actually stopped indexing the exemption uh, that clearly shifted uh, the tax burden from 
uh, commercial, industrial, agricultural properties onto the residential properties. And that's been especially true up here in North Central Idaho, where we're actually starting to see some growth finally. And uh, the graphs will show that uh, the other classes of property are relatively flat and uh, residential properties are going up. So uh, one of the things that we could do, obviously, is to put indexing back, back in place to allow that but to happen, which would then obviously shift that burden back to those other classes of property. It doesn't sound like that's going to happen anytime soon. We did hear during this past session, there were a couple of attempts by uh, different legislators to increase that exemption. And I guess what was uh, <clears throat> interesting to me about that is um, that um, some of the legislators that voted for this uh, bill uh, last year were some of the same legislators who said this year we need to increase these things. So that makes it very challenging, I think, sometimes when we keep sending these different messages out there. I won't say mixed messages, but different messages to the taxpayers when, in fact, we we could have fixed this last year, in my opinion, by not having passed that bill. We could have looked at some real property tax reform, which we did not do. And that's that's just my opinion. I get one vote. Uh, but that was a late session bill that came in, you know, in the last week at the last minute, 26 pages. Uh, many of us did not have a chance to properly assess that and see what the true impacts were going to be. So um, also this year, we heard a couple of different ideas. Uh, one of them uh, was to uh, basically get rid of property taxes and shift it onto the sales tax. And, you know, that will have some of its own challenges. Um, you know, we kind of did that back in 2000. In six, I think it was when we took the last three meals off the property tax, you know, and that added a penny to the sales tax and that was supposed to go to education, for example, these kind of things. And I don't know that uh, the data bears that out. And so, again, we start putting those costs back on the property tax owners and they continue to go up. Uh, we saw another proposal come through that looked at uh, the uh, tax relief fund that we created that deals with online sales taxes. And the attempt there is to take some of those revenues, which are sales tax revenues, and uh, use those to provide property tax relief. That one, I think, has some promise from the standpoint that these online sale taxes are actually generated in the communities that we live. So in the instance of having a brick and mortar uh, facility, people are shopping from home. I, I did that to buy my grandson a present this week. And so, you know, technically, uh, you know, those would have been collected locally and we would have businesses in place that are paying property taxes to help support the services in our community. So I think I could uh, support something like that, at least exploring that further. But that's another idea uh, that we had. But again, like everything else, it doesn't come without costs. You know, we're just shifting those costs around. And of course, I, working at Idaho Public Television, I live in Boise in the Treasure Valley, and there's been a lot of local attention on the fact that assessments and values are going up so much. So it's good to hear from up north and over east uh, your perspectives that it's not just a Treasure Valley location where the growth has been so focused. You bet. And Logan, I might make a couple of comments there. Mayor Johnson, that's good to hear the things that have happened. And the thing that I found almost uh, dis disconcerting for a period of time is it sounded like for a period of time while we were trying to fix this that the local governments were being pitted against the legislature and vice versa. Nothing should be further from the truth. We we serve the same constituents. We have the same concerns. And there is certainly a legitimate discussion to try to to find other funding for cities other than just property taxes. And I think that's great. I think we should all be involved in that. But I don't see the fix of what's happened 
uh, happening anywhere except what caused the problem. And I don't think the legislature should do it. And I don't think the local governments, as far as the cities and other taxing districts should do it, it has to happen at the county level. Those assessors need to come back and get those assessments right across the board. This will put us back to, to the even, even playing field. At that point, maybe taxes are still too high. And then we need to continue that discussion. And that discussion really would be, what are some other options for funding cities? Right now, this is the basic option we have in the, in the state of Idaho. There are other states that have tried some things. Would it work here? I don't know, but that's just such a legitimate discussion. I love the legislature and I love the fact that they've taken this up, but there was too much misunderstanding. The concept was that the cities were wasting money and I invited many and said, come and look at my budget. I will go over my budget line item with you and show you that we're, we're doing the very best we can. So like I say, I, I, I hate to see it being put on either side. I just really think the counties are the ones that need to step up and help us get this back to level field. And then let's continue the discussion. Absolutely. If we can find other funding methods, that would be fantastic. I, I did a study on property taxes from the beginning of this country through today. And right now they sit on the cities. They started out as the federal government. That's the way our federal government was, was financed. And it, it just, it's taken a course that has come down to the cities and it may be time to relook at that and how do we do that? But I appreciate what the legislature has tried to do. They've, they've been handed a problem that's, um, I think, not fixable at the state level. It needs to happen at the county level. Well, and Mayor, Mayor England, maybe just to piggyback on that just a little bit, um, you know, last uh, summer, um, 21, we had an interim committee that was supposed to look at property taxes and property tax reform. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't uh, appear to me anyway that uh, they had many meetings or came up with much legislation that was really going to move the needle on property taxes. And so, um, and I don't think that was reauthorized for this year. And uh, it's something that probably is a good start with the legislatures to actually have a real conversation on property tax reform that involves not only state government, but local units of government that can help participate in that. So you bet. Good thought. And so if this issue can't necessarily be tackled from a state level, from the legislative level. Um, Mayor England, what are some of those things you were referencing that counties could possibly do to help alleviate increases? Well, again, if you go back to what at least I can speak for Bannock County, I'm, I'm certainly not going to try to speak across the state, but I think this happened in general. Our Bannock County assessor, bless their heart, they, they recognized there was a state law that said we are required to value properties at market value. Well, we all know what the market's been doing. The market's just been, and that's part of the challenge there. But again, they did that with residential and didn't do it across the board with the rest of the taxing entities. That's where that first fix needs to happen to put us, we're not on an even playing field right now. The residential property taxes are overburdened with the, with the tax burden. Uh, interestingly enough, this is another one of those things where, where politicians like to play games. My, I could stand here and tell you, you know what we did during the last three years? We brought the levy down every year. Yeah, but your taxes went up every year. And so I, always, I never talk about the levy. The levy sets itself. And it's a, it's a, it's a method and a, an algorithm that goes in, and we can't do anything about that. So the levy, where it sits, doesn't make that much difference unless the property taxes are done on that level playing field. And then that levy does make a total difference. So I just say that that's the first fix that needs to happen. Once that happens, we then have clear vision as to what the true challenges are. 
And when we find those challenges, absolutely, we should address them. I've been one that has talked long before this started being the big problem it is, that we need to find alternative funding sources for local taxing districts. The burden of property taxes is just too much. We live in a society, one of the things that's happening in the city of Chubbuck right now is more and more apartments are going up. Okay, well, people who rent technically don't pay property taxes. I've heard the whole story, of course we do. It's our, it's our rent that pays the tax. I get that, but they're not property owners. And so therefore they're not really vested in that particular thing. And so that happens a lot more. So we come back and say, okay, let's talk about property taxes. Where are they? And right now that's almost an impossible discussion because of the way that it's been exaggerated on residential property. I get it. I absolutely get it. our residential property taxes are out, they're on fire and and it's you can't tell people hey don't worry about it you worry about it my property taxes are the same way but those are the I think that needs to be the start is that's what the county can do is to come in and assessors need to get that level playing field again and then we have a we can look look at it through every microscope we can at that point because I believe there'll still be some problems that we need to work on that'll give us that. Uh, uh, maybe a baseline to get that discussion, the appropriate discussion happening. Sure. And just to make sure that our listeners are keeping up with us, because the property tax system is complex and arcane. I'll just do a, a very basic 101. The local governments set their budgets, and then that amount is distributed across all of the properties in the taxing area. So when residential home values go up much faster than businesses or agriculture, then it ends up that homeowners pay a larger proportion of the taxes that are collected. They, they can. Uh, and I'm just, I want to clarify that because I, I want to make sure that our listeners understand this too, uh, because we have things like new construction. So in Lewiston, where we're adding um, uh, quite a bit of growth, which is good for this area, uh, you'll have more homeowners, if you will, paying into that uh, budget into that base. So it's possible uh, that taxes would not go up in that case, but we just need to keep that in mind. And of course, we have to net out any exemptions that are in place, these kind of things, but the potential is there, yes. Absolutely true. Yep. And for, for areas of this of the state where that growth is happening, that has been a, a real boon for us. But there are areas of the state that they're actually shrinking. Uh, some that are staying level and they're they're really paying a huge price. So again, I, I appreciate uh, Mayor Johnson bringing that up because it's a it's a complicated thing. It is if it was a two plus two equals four, anybody could fix it. This is one of those. It's a very long uh, equation. It's got a lot of letters and such in it, and so it's it's not an easy fix, but it's workable. And I think as long as we continue the discussion and continue to be reasonable with one another and open to each other's opinions and ideas, I think we'll come up with some good solutions for this. And we're in somewhat of a unique moment with redistricting having occurred and a lot of turnover in the legislature. There is a possibility for kind of some fresh looks or some fresh uh, perspectives in the legislature in the upcoming year. Um, Senator Johnson, let's start with you. What sort of changes or alternative funding methods, what sort of things do you think that the next legislature should consider in the next session? Well, that's a good question, Logan. Um, you know, most of the ideas we've considered at least uh, once, if not a dozen times in each of the past years, for example, local, local option taxing. Uh, you know, uh, locals have been asking that for a long time. We do have that a little bit in the state when we look at our franchise fees, for example, where we can place 
you know, a fee or a tax on top of utilities. And it varies across the state. Some of them are grandfathered in uh, at five, six percent. Lewiston is capped at three percent. So up here in this part of, of Idaho, uh, that is an option that we would have if we could uh, let the voters decide if they'd like to place a tax on themselves. But I think the key in something like that is to is to show them where those dollars are going. Again, you know, that money is dedicated to this project so they can see that, uh, you know, we voted for it and here's where our monies are going instead of getting lost in this big thing called government, you know. And, and so local option taxing is certainly uh, one of the items that will continue to come back, and and I've not. Um, uh, this will be my first year with AIC, but I'm sure this will be an issue that we'll talk about at our meetings about how we do that. Um, there are other tools out there, auditorium districts that some cities have and whatnot, urban renewal districts, you know, that try to feed growth that can uh, can help if it's done right. So, um, but again, the legislature, in my experience, is. Uh, come back, you know, periodically uh, to make adjustments to these tools that we have that will help local governments uh, succeed. And Mayor England, you are currently the president of the Association of Idaho Cities. Um, what sort of things are the association going to be pushing for in the upcoming year? Well, you know, it is an interesting. We have we have meetings starting about uh, middle of September where we start talking about what is important to the cities, and that can that has a tendency to have its a life of its own sometimes because each city is going to have their very unique things that they're dealing with. And so, as we bring these things together, we make decisions as to what we collectively ought to work on. And there's other things that I, as the mayor of Chubbuck, should work on individually. And and I've understood that. There's no doubt that property taxes will continue to be. Uh, one of those issues that we believe we should be part of the answer to, no doubt about that. But you know, as you talk about a new legislature with a lot of new faces in it, anybody who's been involved in an elected office knows that for the first period of time, you're drinking from a fire hose, literally. It's a brand new system and you're trying to get down what what that all means. And so there's gonna be some challenge with that, with the amount of what I'm understanding, there's gonna be a large amount of, of novices that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's going to have its challenge and that they don't necessarily understand the systems. And so they need to get in there and educate themselves. I, I know if I was running right now, I'd be trying to make sure I was educated as much as I could. But I did that as a mayor. And, I, and then when I sat in this chair, I recognized that, you know what, I didn't have a clue all what this meant. And so, and so there's going to be that bit of a challenge. But it does create an opportunity to say, guess what, maybe we can do some, some fresh starts. I, I hate the fact that sometimes organizations, not just the Association of Idaho Cities, but organizations outside the legislature can almost get pitted against them. And then we start acting like we're enemies. And I always try to fight that. I just say, people, we're serving the same people. And, and we've got to have their best in mind as we go forward. And again, that opens that a conversation to a bit of a, a fresh conversation again. Uh, there's nothing wrong with turnover. As a matter of fact, I I recognize that I'm in my third term and maybe that was too long. I don't know. I, the, 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 the city decided they would, I must have been doing something right. Uh, but there comes a time when you bow out and you say, you know what, it's time for fresh ideas and fresh faces. And so that's kind of what we're going to have at the, at the state level. And I think that's exciting. Is there anything that the two of you have felt like we haven't gotten to this afternoon that is important for our listeners to know about property taxes, assessments, anything we've talked about today? I, I would just say quickly that uh, that 
we, we talk about the fact that what we do on an annual basis, we are some of the reason the property taxes go up. And that's absolutely true. Our budgets have to go up. Everybody who runs their own personal budgets, we sit around the kitchen table and we recognize we're paying more for gas this year than we did last year. We're paying more for food than we did last year. And the cities do the same thing. We have the same economic challenges as you do in a, a personal budget. So yes, our, our taxes are going to rise because they need to go up. The 3% is an interesting thing. I'm old enough to remember when the legislature instituted the 3% and it made sense. I was I had two or three really good friends in the legislature at that time, so I had good discussions with them. And one of the things they said is they said, we don't want to see that the tax burden go up any more than 3% on any given year. I started looking at that and it made sense. Several of those people had been involved in local government and they said, I really think with the right kind of planning, 3%, you can actually sustain yourself on that growth. Well, as soon as that got put into play, a new thing happened and that was we play this game with, well, let's see if we can do it. We let's see if we cannot raise taxes this year. Sounds like a great idea. But basically what you're saying is let's not pay our bills this year because well, I don't have a great big slush fund. And if I don't make sure that I'm looking at it and saying, if we have to raise it one and a half percent so we can pay our bills during next year, that's the correct thing to do. That's actually the conservative thing to do. I've told people, sometimes people think conservatives just don't spend any money. No, just take care of what you have. Make sure that you are capable of paying the bills that you do. So so I guess what I'm saying is yes, our, our taxes are gonna go up. The, the CPI last year went up 7.1%. We're not going to keep up with that. The most I can raise taxes is 3%. And we're not going to keep up with that. I get that. So what's the option? The option are, I've often told people this, come in and tell me what services you see the servant, the city providing you that you want us not to or want us to cut back on. And when the discussion starts into that, they recognize we need to have those services. I actually had a gentleman come into my office about three years ago, and he had done a wonderful thing. He went out and he said, I, I like to talk to people who could contract to do the things for me the city does. Somebody who could pick his garbage up, somebody who could, several things. One they couldn't is that how are they going to do their sewer service? I mean, that's, they couldn't, but he did what he could. And he said, with the four things that I put out there, it would cost me four times what I pay in taxes to get that done by private, in, private industry. So I recognize what's happened and here's good. One of the things I've taken to do is having people when they wanna have the property tax discussion, I ask them to bring in their cell phone bill. We all have a cell phone and they have their cell phone bill. Bring in your annual cell phone bill. And without exception, that has always been more than they pay in property taxes to the city of Chubbuck. That's another really important thing to understand is there are several taxing districts that your property taxes pay to. It doesn't all come to Chubbuck. It doesn't all come to Bannock County. There's, there's I think five or six on ours that that has to be spread across. And as they see that, I say, okay, I understand a cell phone's pretty, pretty vital in our, our day to day nowadays, but you're paying more for your cell phone than you paid the city to do all these things I talked about. Do you understand that you're actually getting a pretty good bang for the buck? And I'm telling you, I've had good success with that. So, so again, it's, uh, I really do believe cities are, are on the front line of making sure your tax dollars are spent wisely. Mayor Johnson, any closing thoughts from you? Well, I think Mayor England uh, hit the nail on the head there, uh, especially with his cell phone bill example. I guess what I would add to that is um, I think as leaders uh, and uh, in government, we need to keep the the discussion on taxes simple because it's easy to lose our audience. And so I think 
keeping tax policy simple, keeping uh, taxes themselves simple is going to help build some support and some understanding as we move along. And then back to the comment about the big turnover in the legislature this year, that is exciting. We're going to have uh, an opportunity to hear from some new folks. I think what that does for Mayor England and myself and the Association of Idaho Cities is it probably means that we're going to have a role to play in the session next year. So I intend to come to Boise uh, on bills that are important for local government and provide some support or at least testify on some of these things that I think are important for our local units of government. So I, I see a lot of opportunity ahead. Phenomenal. Mayor Kevin England of the City of Chubbuck and Mayor Dan Johnson from the City of Lewiston, thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you, Logan. Thank you, Logan. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.